uh, again, thank everybody for for so so many people work. Uh, let's let's just do this. Uh, who helped out somewhere with all of our program? You worked on something. You made some food. You did something. Would you stand? Come on, don't be shy. All right. I probably have some that are not here, but uh, let's hear it for all those. Amen. Fantastic, fantastic. Praise the Lord. Thank you. A lot of work went into decorations. A lot of work went into preparation and practice and uh, just, uh, just so many things. And, of course, the young people sold, sold a lot of tickets, and that was a wonderful thing. And, and, um, and then we had a wonderful auction. Amen. So that made enough to pay for the babysitters, and, uh, and that was really good, too. So uh, we were fortunate to be able to get um, uh, three of the college girls from Tri-State over there. I've been teaching over there this semester, and so uh, they've asked me to teach next semester. I haven't told them whether I would or not, but uh, they asked me because they said, so many of the kids said I was their favorite teacher. Amen. Uh, Amen, and I make so much money going over there that I, <laughs> amen, but it, it really has been a blessing. I had about um, 20, 21, 22, 23 kids in my, in my class, and so some of those volunteered to come over, and it was kind of nice to be around the college kids again, but, but uh, so it, everything, I, honestly, I just, I don't know about y'all, but I just didn't think it could have gone better. It really did go very, very well, and and uh, that was because of just a lot of hard work, a lot of hard work. And, um, and I want to thank Brother Cummins especially, and it was in our little bulletin. He, he, uh, he supplied us so many decorations that were real decorations. You know, they weren't decorations, they are the real thing. Now, I don't know why he's got a helm of a ship up there, but I thought, well, you know, it's some kind of, you know, trophy or some kind of souvenir, and I went to pick it up, and I said, no, it came off a ship, you know. <laughs> It really did. That thing was heavy. So, but uh, tonight I'm I'm gonna do something pretty light. I was, uh, you know, obviously pretty heavy this morning, and uh, that was a little bit uh, draining on me. Even to to preach it always is. I, it's not one that I enjoy preaching, but it was is one that I had to face. And and honestly, if I'd not learned it, uh, I'm not sure where I'd be in the ministry or if I even be in the ministry. But God. Uh, and I say learned it, I, uh, the truth is I'm like everybody, I, I, I think most everything we're, we're always learning, um, you know, it's just our willingness to try to keep learning in these areas and so, but tonight I'm going to give you seven points and uh, hopefully really give you out early uh, because they're going to be pretty quick points, but they're uh, seven ways to help us be a blessing, pretty light, but seven ways to help us be a blessing, uh, you know, I started to do so many things that I could do about the election coming up and preparing us for what our world's going to be when, you know, I'm already depressed enough about all of that. And so, uh, you know, I, I'll, after, after it comes and somewhere along the way, I'm going to be teaching on that. But I'm going to just tell you, I'm just going to keep teaching on home and family and serving God and, and God's still in control. So uh, we're just going to do that. And so uh, tonight, I want you to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 2. We're going to go through several chapters of 2 Corinthians. A lot of times I'll just take one, one text and kind of break it down a little bit. But, but tonight we're going to go through this, this kind of this book uh, through, from chapter 2 all the way to chapter 8. 
And, uh, and we're going to look at the ways, ways in which we, we can be a blessing. So number one, it's real deep. Number one, show love. Show love. All the time. Just show love. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. It says, but I determined this with myself. I like that. He just said, I made up my mind uh, that I would not come again to you in heaviness. For if I make you sorry, who is he then that maketh me glad? But the same which is made sorry by me. Now, we're going to read more, but, but that's just really a good statement. You know, you need to not pull others down, okay? Because you're going to need them to pull you up. Okay, it just, it's so, so important that we need to make sure in as much as possible we be encouragers of other people. And if they're already going down a little bit, we need to try to grab hold to them. Look, be there for them when they're going down. Because if we strengthen them, they'll be there for you when you're going down. Does that make sense? We've got to be there to help them up. And, and, uh, and why it's so easy in this world to get discouraged. It really is. So I'll be looking for somebody you can lift up because it's probably just a few days around the corner that you're going to get discouraged and you'll need to be lifted up. And so, but verse three says, I wrote this same unto you, lest when I came, I should have sorrow from them of whom I ought to rejoice, having confidence in you all that my joy is the joy of you all. For out of much affliction and anguish of heart, I wrote unto you with many tears, not that, I, that, uh, not that ye should be grieved, but that ye might, watch this now, that ye might know the love which I have more abundantly unto you. He's saying, you know, I'm going, he's, he's trying to encourage them. He's trying to get them to help each other. He's trying to get them to encourage each other. And he's even going through a lot of things himself where he said, out of much affliction and anguish of heart. But he said, you know what I'm doing? I'm writing to you so you can know how much I love you. Folks, is there anybody that we could write to tonight even? Text to tonight. Watch this. Young people, there's a thing called a letter. And uh, you have to put a stamp on it. And you probably don't even know what that is. But, but you know, write something to somebody. A little note. To, I'll be honest with you, folks. After we had a we had a wonderful victory last night. We had a wonderful service last last week, and and again I believe again today had another baptized. Some of you have probably missed it, but we a young man that came in here when I first talked to him before the service. He just said I, I'd seen him twice walking across our parking lot. Both times I I stopped him and I just said, Hey man, uh, where are you going? And he would say, I'm I'm just crossing your parking lot. And I say, That's fine, that's fine. You can cross my parking lot, but you got to come to church. And so he, he would laugh, I'd laugh, we'd walk off, and I'd walk, talk to him. But this last, the last time he said, well, I'm in ROTC. And I said, well, look, you ought to come to church because about, about two-thirds of our church is, is former military. You know, so uh, you, there's somebody there that can help you, talk to you, encourage you. And he said, hey, you know, different things. We talked for a few minutes. And, and he said, well, my family doesn't go to church. And I said, well, it's okay, buddy. You can go to church because you can walk right across here. I've already found that out. And so he said, okay, I will. He showed up this morning. And when I first talked to him, he said, you know, I've been taught that there's just, there's no God, that this is not real. And I said, I understand you've been taught that. A lot of people try to teach you that. I said, but well, I won't go into the whole thing, but the fact is, I just basically just told him, you know, that whole scenario. You know, if you're, you're right and I'm wrong, 
I lose nothing. I'm right and you're wrong, you go to hell. I mean, you got to face it. That's just it. And, and, and thank God he raised his hand during the service and Brother, God, Brother Hopper got there and went into the Lord. And even wanted to get baptized. That was amazing. And when we were walking out, I said, well, your family going to be okay about this? And he looked at me and he said, I'm going to try to get my family to come. It's great, you know, if we just love each other, encourage each other in some encouragement along the way, uh, you know, that's the, that's the way we can be a blessing. Just be a blessing. Be a blessing to somebody. Show love to someone. Number two, because I said I'm going to do this fast and, I, and I'm not going to do it again. But number two, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 2 and 3. Go there. Here's number two, the similarity to Christ. How can you be a blessing? Be similar to Christ. I didn't say be like Christ because you know what? None of us are ever going to really do it. But let's try to be as similar to Christ as we can. Let's try to be as close to being like Christ as we can. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 2 and 3. It says, Ye are epistles written in our hearts, known and read of all men. For as much as ye are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not in the tables of stone, but in the fleshly tables of the heart. As I try more and more to be like Christ, more and more I will be a blessing to others. It, as the more we try to be like Jesus Christ, the more we try to be epistles of Christ, that we try to be those that are written down where Christ says, this is, this is who I am, this is what I want my people to be, this is a Christian. The more we try to be like Christ, look, it's a have to. Jesus is a blessing, Amen. The more we're like him, the more we'll be a blessing. I told you it's going to be simple, but number three, survive the suffering. And take a moment more on this. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 and 17, survive the suffering. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 and 17 say this, for which cause we faint not. Though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. You know, what, God, what, what the Word of God is saying here is that, that our outward man is dying. Our outward man is perishing. You know, it, it, I've said this in many camps and things that I teach but, and preach, but you know, the moment you take your first breath of life, that's really you're beginning to die. Your life is, is shorter than it's ever going to be. With every breath, your life becomes a little shorter. And the truth is, he said, but he said, my, uh, my outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. And boy, that would be a great thing if our inward man would be renewed day by day. And then he, then he says, now this dying of our body is a light affliction which is but for a moment, because that's just us. We're just here for a short time. And again, that's why, you know, really, um, you know, I hate everything that's, that's going on in our nation right now, but the truth is, we are, our children are, our grandchildren. We're just here, but for a short time. 
Now, what does it do? It worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. But here's the truth that I want you to see out of this. This this passage encourages me because it's written by a man who continued on, a man who survived the suffering. Now, one of the great blessings that you can be to others is to survive and thrive through the trials of life. I, I, I just... If we could just do that, if every one of us could just say, you know what, if I can't do anything else, I love when, because God says, a faithful man shall abound with blessing. I just love the fact God says, um, uh, it's faithfulness, it's not intelligence, it's not ability, it's not talent, it's faithfulness. Faithfulness, you know what that means? Faithful through the trials, faithful through the hardships, faithful through the illness, faithful through everything we go through. Whatever comes our way, you know, no matter who's elected, we remain faithful. We say about God's business. You say, how can that be a blessing? Listen, I'm telling you, one of the the most common statements that we've heard uh, over these last, really especially last three years, but really for for years now, uh, especially even since Matt, uh, my son-in-law got cancer, was diagnosed with cancer in 2007. Here's what we've heard over and over again. Uh, People will write us or people will call us or people when we travel and, and do our meetings would talk to us and they would say, your family has encouraged our family to go on for God. I said, what do we do? Didn't even know you. Uh, but we've watched you from a distance because you, you've had adversity and you, you've, you've seen some, some, some tough things come in your life. And, and I'll be honest with you, we don't look at it that way. We don't think, oh, wow, you know, we've been through a lot. It's just, no, it, it's not. God is so good all the time that we just keep going. But I'm telling you, that keeps other people going. That encourages other people going. In your home, if you keep going, there's a good chance somebody besides you might keep going. If you keep going, your spouse might keep going. And I've said this before, but one of the things that drove me through a lot, I illustrated and talked about this morning, the illness that I suffered, it was pretty rough. My wife will tell you, it's maybe the worst thing that she ever endured for years because she had to be a father and a mother and she literally almost ran my ministry for me and people didn't know that and she just was handling so many things that, that it was very, very hard on her. But, but we somehow, we just, we, we, we kept going and God is blessed. But one of the things that drove me a great thing was that she believed in me and she kept going. She inspired me to keep going because she kept going. But can I, one of the things that I had to do is I always looked at my children and I said, the day I quit, I've just taught my children to quit. I can't teach them to quit. I got to teach them to keep going. So I just warn you, Calvary, I'm going to keep going. Okay, I, I just... We don't have anything else. This is what God called us to do. I had college boys. I, I still remember a guy looked, looked at me and he walked to my office one day and he said, he said, I'm quitting. And I said, okay, good. And he said, what? He said, he said aren't you going to talk me out of it? And I said, no, I'm tired too. I'm wore out. I'm fed up. Let's both quit. And he just stared at me. And I, and I looked at him and I said, okay, we're both going to quit, right? And he went, 
Yeah. I said, okay, now, now what are we going to do? He looked at me, what do you mean? I said, now what are we going to do? We quit. What are we going to do? I said, I got no place to go. I got nothing else to do. This is what God called me to do. What are we going to do? He looked at me and goes, I don't know. I said, well, that's probably a pretty white, lousy way to quit if we don't, have, we don't know what we're going to do. And he didn't quit. So that's good. People will survive and thrive based on your example. When I say survive, because I I, I'm not into the business just surviving. Okay, I'm going to exist. Okay, I'm going to just keep coming to church because I'm supposed to. Uh, that's, okay, some of you are doing that right now. No, that's just not, the, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm thinking survive to thrive, survive to live, survive to do something else. Okay, well then don't. All right, then. <laughs> Knowing that others did challenges each of us that we can too. It just does. So you're a great example. Young people, you're an example to some other young person. You quit, they quit. People are followers by nature. You give up, they're going to give up. We can't. Okay? Miss Peggy, you can't. I'm tired of you mulligrubbing around and going to quit on me. No, I'm just kidding. She ain't never said that in her life. She amazes me. She just keeps on going. That's a great example. That's a great example. Those are great examples. You know why? Through sickness, don't feel good. How many years on the bus route? 40 years or something? 400 years? Don't know, but she just keeps going. You know, Brother Bob Allen's a great example. Gets the tears in his eyes every talk to him because he just wants something done at this church. He wants something to happen to this church. And I'll tell him what happens, and, and I'll see him, and it's almost it's coming all through him. It's just an example. And he's not feeling well, but bless God, we figured it out. You handcuff him to the bed. But they just keep going, keep going, keep going. And that's an example to everybody else. Number four, stay legitimate for life. How do you like that one? Stay legit. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1 through 4 says, For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God and house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. If so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon that immortality that mortality might be swallowed up of life. You know what he's saying? To the end, to the very end, I'm going to keep living this life. I'm going to keep living it right. You say, well, you just said don't quit, but it's, it's another thing just to exist in the presence and to keep doing something. It's another thing to be real about it. Be legit. Be what you are. You know, uh, and I don't mean, watch this. People say, well, that's just who I am. no, I mean, be a real Christian. Run the race all the way through. The great discourager is the one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back. 
And look, many people are still in church that already put their hand in the plow and look back. You say, well, they're still coming and they're still here, but how are they living the Christian life? You know, in battle, when one runs, then others can easily start to run. But if one stands, others stand also. You know, I've never been in a military battle, but I've been in a spiritual battle. I've been at, uh, been at the, the Great Lakes Sable Base where a cult had 40 different members and, and uh, it, 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 you know, they would have there at any time and they would harass us and they would attack us. And, and you know, it was, it was an amazing thing. If you just stood, all those young college boys would just, they were like a rock. But if I ran, they were going to be gone. And you just got to, you've got to be real about who you are and stand firm and, and just believe what you believe. You know, there's a story, and I, I think it was Napoleon, but, but uh, the story of a bugler who the officer kept ordering to sound retreat, but he kept sounding charge. And the, and the army did charge, and they won the battle. And when he was questioned why this young bugler uh, did not sound the retreat, he looked and he said, nobody ever taught me retreat. So when he commanded him to blow, all he could blow was charge. And that's what we need. Just keep going. Number five, serve with the Savior. Serve with the Savior. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 Verses 1 through 10, it says, we, we then as workers together with him, look at that, we then as workers together with him beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. For he saith, I have heard then a time accepted and in the day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation, giving no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed, but in all things approving ourselves as the ministers of God in much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in watchings, in fastings, by pureness, by knowledge, by longsuffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by, by love unfeigned, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet well known, as dying and behold we live, as chastened and not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing yet possessing all things. I say we got to... Uh, give our lives to serve the Savior in any circumstance, any condition. We need to follow God. Number six, well, number five, remember his yoke is light. And when we serve with him, we will be a blessing to others. Number six, submit to God completely. Second Corinthians chapter seven, verse one says this. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. I believe it's very, very important that we submit to God completely. What I was preaching this morning, trying to get across, when God convicts us, when God chastises us, when God corrects us, we've got to yield to it. 
We've got to yield to it. We, we, I, I've been to way, and I never, never wanted to be here, and it's not been this way here, but I've been to way too many churches over these years, and, and I can't even count the number of ones we've preached in and been to and places that I've been, but way too many where the, the, the buildings are full, but the hearts are empty. Everything's in its right place, but the hearts are cold. And somewhere along the way, somebody finally just said, I've grown enough. I'm close enough to God. And the moment we say I'm close enough to God, the fire has left our our hearts. There's, There's nothing like being close to God. And we, being humans, we are eternally distancing ourselves from him. And so we've always got to be, every day of our life till we die, we've got to be seeking to try to get closer to him. It's a battle to stay close to God. And and you say, well, God is supposed to be always with, he is. Drawn out of God and he will draw out of you. But God, remember, God's not the one moving, we are. A man yielded to God will always be a blessing to others. Number seven, I'm about to do this. I'm about to get you out of here early. Number seven, sacrifice. Sacrifice. Second Corinthians chapter eight, verses one through three says, Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, how that in a great trial of affliction, listen to this, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. For to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power. Listen to that. For their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power they were willing of themselves. You know, the truth is, I, I want to commend you. I, I, I believe that's what this church is already, but please don't go cold in it. And it's not for God's sake. It's not for the, the by that I don't mean God, I've said this so many, because we immediately think of money. But, but God doesn't have to have our money. The reason he wants us to give is for our benefit. And, but, he, but it clearly says is that these folks, they didn't have much, but they gave. They went beyond their ability to give. You say, what, how important is that? Well, God says that's, that's how you're a blessing to people. And can I tell you, being a blessing to somebody, do you know who that really blesses? Blesses you. Knowing that you've helped somebody, knowing that you've done something for somebody, knowing that you've encouraged somebody, uh, and, it's, and please don't think, it's not always, I'm not always talking about fi- uh, uh, finances. It, it can be just a kind word. 
It can be a, a gift of your, your time and your, your knowledge or your effort, uh, you, you, your, your energy. It could be some way where you meet someone's need. It can just be a, a, a time alone with, with them. You know, I, I went to, to, to um, oh boy, my brain just, just went dead here. Hold on, I'm going to find it. Miss Hanson, I went to Miss Hanson uh, to her room, and and uh, it, it was so good to, to see her in the hospital that she was, you know, she was getting stronger and kind of healing up and getting getting better, and and uh, and she was just more chipper, and, and it was just it was such a, a blessing to do do some you know some special things there, and and, and uh, you know, but but you know who walked out of there blessed? It was me. It was it wasn't her. She blessed me from. Just my, it was a little bit of time. It was a little bit of effort. It was a little bit of money. But, but she encouraged my heart so much. She encouraged me so much. And, and then to get the phone call from her, and now you all know the phone call, right? The phone call. Did anybody know? We got the phone call from her that they went ahead because while I was there, I said, you know, rather than coming back in the hospital next Monday for a scan, you'd think they'd do the scan here. And she said, you know, I don't know why, or, or maybe they will. She said, but I don't know. And, and then I didn't hardly get home. And, then, you know, I'm starting to hear, well, they're going to do the scan. And then the next phone call I get, she's crying like a baby. And I'm like, don't do this to me. Talk. Because I don't know which way this crying's going. And she said, Brother Crow, it's not growing. You know who that encouraged? I mean, she's happy about it. But my wife's hearing her talk through the phone. And, and look, she's not even on the phone and she's crying. It's just give with all you can give. You don't get hurt. I promise you. Listen, when you, when you are a giver, I, I, I'm going to tell you, you're going to get beat out of a few things, but God still takes care of it. You know, I, I, I've, I, I gave a car away one time to a college student, young boy. I got him a job, and then he wouldn't show up for the job, and he told me it was because his ride wasn't picking him up. I had, God had blessed him, I had two cars. I had a little Volkswagen and another car. So I just said, look, son, I want you to keep the job. I want you to, you understand, I was a college student. I'm making five bucks an hour. But I signed my car over to him and gave it to him. He came to work about three more days. Next note I got from him, he was in Florida, and he said, thanks, man, for the car, I sold it in Florida, really was a blessing. Yeah, that's why I'm wrong. Okay, so you're going to get hit a few times. But God gave us back. I, I don't know, Joe Beth and I would probably have sit down and try to just rack our brain and try to think, but we've probably get, been given 10 cars. Okay, so... I misread this one, maybe. Or maybe that kid may still call me someday. He's not a kid anymore. But maybe giving that to him may have made a difference in his life in a way I don't even understand. So, you know, 
Is that guy sitting on the corner begging for money? Is that person you walk by, and my wife knows if I got money in my pocket, we're in trouble, that they start giving us a sob story? Was I going broke until I found out that Kim can take care of me with people that come here homeless? Y'all don't even know this, but I put like, you know, five different people up in hotels for, for two and three nights. And I have to drive to the hotel because they won't take your card unless you go there. And I have to take time and I have to go there and I pay the bill. And then two or three days later, I got to go back over there because they still, you know what? It was so good to find out you can help me because I was going broke. You know what? Because as soon as I'd say, no, I can't do it. Like the Spirit of God would say, really? So there's somebody that you don't care about? Did you know that that could be an angel unaware? And I could be just testing you? That's why, folks, I try my best to live my life like that. Because if it's in there, it's gone. But I had never been hurt by it yet. God always gives back. Always does. And you know who's really the more of the blessing, gets the more of the blessing? You really do. You really do. So that's it. That's my seven points. I'll read them back off to you and see if it does anything for you. I know it didn't the first time. Show love. Similarity to Christ, survive the suffering, stay legitimate for life, serve with the Savior. And I don't know if I even really made that clear, but it's not serve the Savior, but serve with Him. Submit to God completely and sacrifice. Sacrifice wholly. I'm just, uh, I just want to thank you again. I want to thank you all for so many people working so hard, so many people coming. It really, it, and, and I want to thank the young people. What a great job. But these things, I think, is what we have to just keep before us. And honestly, this is pretty much a description of Calvary Baptist, but we got to keep it. Got to keep that as a part of us. And I think as long as we will, God will keep sending visitors from Hernando as they came this morning, or he'll keep sending people that are walking across our parking lot, or he'll, he'll just keep sending them to us. And we just keep loving people, and we keep sacrificing for people. Thank God will keep blessing. Let's all stand. We'll just take a minute.